When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Here we are. No video. Apologize to everybody today. Our, our video crew, everybody's everybody's down at Memorial Stadium videotaping the, the more important things and not me and you in sweatpants and sweatshirts with bedhead here. Uh, Bo Root is here. Spring game in the books. We came down. We sat down. We chatted for a little bit. We have not really divulged any thoughts that we took away from that spring game. The only thing you said is probably the big takeaway of like, it was one of those spring games that you, there weren't a ton of big major things that you walk away from like hey how about yes this guy or that guy right yeah i i don't know that i learned anything big yeah i learned a lot of little things that I, i'm starting to see a shape of something but i didn't learn that much like i didn't learn a ton i right. learned little bits right so i wrote down i think i ended up getting to 11 or 12 just kind of topics or whatever and we'll just kind of hammer through them and get out of here because we're taping this little spring game got over about an hour ago or whatever here uh I, I, the first thing I wrote down, and we don't have to spend a bunch of time on this because we've started both pot, like our last two pods with this. Can I just say once again, thank you, Matt Rule. I appreciated the format. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Matt Rule. Th- like, just, <laughs> I just want to say that. That was my first thing I wrote down. Just ones versus ones, live, tackling the quarterback. At least it resembled football. Thank you. What did it prove, though? You can do that. Yes. That's football. You can play football. Your quarterback's can be live. Right. They don't have to get hurt. Um, you know, like, your team got better today because they actually played football. I promise you that. They got better today. Right. Um, and I also think Matt Rule was dialed in. Like, everything was moving fast. It seemed dialed in. And I really appreciate it. Immediately after the game was over, he sent, he goes, everybody get to the sidelines and go say hi to the fans. I thought right. it was really, like, dialed in. I know. He doesn't, doesn't miss around. with stuff like that. And in. I just... It would have been really easy, especially in your very first – think about, like, the undertaking of being the head coach at the University of Nebraska, all the pressure, all the fishbowl, all the eyes, all the work up to everybody's first unveiling of of your football team. It would have been real easy to go the route of let's give them nothing yeah. so they can't critique us. Yeah. I love the – I think it shows a little bit of confidence – it for rule also and just being like you know what we might fumble eight times today but yeah. whatever we need to do that <laughs> we need to play the game we need to we need to get comfortable with our offense right as much as we don't want to show our offense we've got to do some things I right mean, I, I don't know if they showed a ton but they you know we played the game that's that's what matters yes and so the okay that was the first thing i wrote down the second thing i wrote down too is because unfortunately if you had to have your one major takeaway it would be fumbles Oh, I mean, it was, at least on the stat sheet, the final number was eight. Eight fumbles, lost six. Some of that, see, here's the thing, though, I will say is, you know, this is like classic, like, oh, you guys are Husker homers. Like, you know what? You tag off, you maybe don't realize you, like, have a, a fumbling, a fumbling problem. problem or just whatever, right? Like, I know you don't, you, you don't know you have a fumbling yes. problem. So, 
or so I think like in some ways this is why you go live to see who can hang on to the ball and how good a ball hawking guys you have on defense yeah. like all those kinds of things but nevertheless I mean eight fumbles this not this, good so I mean, the fumbles show you one why it's important to be in front of a big a big you know a, a big uh audience so that like you know you're under the lights you got to yeah. You got to play in front of people and perform. And it looked to me like it's very obvious that most of these quarterbacks and centers have never had a quarterback under center. Unbelievable. That, that's, I know that that was my prevailing thought. And I thought you were, I don't know why I'm homie the clown. I thought you were going to homie the clown me. Like, I'm not so sure that that isn't as big of an issue as anything else. You have a generation of quarterbacks and centers that are not used to getting under center. No. And then there's also, then, then it was compounded by you are shuffling back and forth of shotgun and under center. And you were doing a lot of rotating of quarterbacks and linemen. And so I'm telling you, I know this sounds weird as a former quarterback. Every butt ain't the same. No, every I, I, so, like getting under center. Everybody snaps a little bit different. Yeah, and I'm sure from a center standpoint, everybody's hand placement and everything is just a little bit different. And especially if these centers are used to snapping shotgun, and then now these guys are trying. Like it just looked like we brought in a new center, and like we had three or four fumbles, and in a in a short span. But it's also like, Nick, I played with you for many, many, many years, and you took snaps from under center. You never hit the, the fullback and fumbled. Oh. You never did it once. And we're doing things like that that makes me think that like they're, they're just not used to like one, a fullback being there. Right. And like you got to navigate around a fullback. The fullback might take a, a shallow angle. So like you're always – you have a feel for that. They don't have the feel for it right now. Yes. No, I mean – that because who was that? Was it Chubber or was it Harburg or was it Torres that hit the fullback? I think it may that's have been. I can't uh, remember. I'm trying I to think remember. It was Torres. But yeah, th yeah that was. is. Well, you know what? You know what? A lot of it is. I mean, you got to be able to get out of there. You you got to be able. And when I and I wish I like you got to be able to. I always thought on like ISOs, especially if people are coming. You got to be able to, especially on counter sweeps when yeah. you have te like that's what we were in in Southeast when you got people pulling guards. Coming. Guards are coming, man. The ball like get you got to protect it from them and the full. Yes, you got. You're gonna have a lot of bodies around you, and the most important thing is for you to get it and get the fuck out. Like you yeah. got to get it and get back. That's and, where footwork becomes insanely more important when you come from under center because like. You know, I think in the shotgun you can kind of get lazy feet because you just catch it, kind of pat around there. Right. But when you're, you know, when you've got like a counteraction or a, you know, like there's a lot more. There's a stretch to get out, get out ball, you know? and it's ball work too, right? right? I mean, I guess now they do ball work in a zone read, but like ball work, you know, the old Peyton Manning, like yes. you really show it, you really hold. Like there's an art to that. Yes. The great ones. They make it look the same every time, you know, they like, and, and they have their steps and it's, it, so that's a whole nother kind of quarterbacking that I just don't think they're getting, I don't know. They've had like any reps at, I mean, I think like I see most of these guys, high school films, they're in shotgun the whole game. Yes. Like and every snap. And I'm telling you, th there's also urgency in getting the snap, getting back to be able to get your head around and get to reading the defense. Like when you're in a shotgun, you know, all you got, you don't even have to have a drop. 
and you're already at a five step drop. You know what I mean? Like, yep. if you got to get back there, you got to fucking move. You know, you got to move. You got to move. You got to set. You got to be under control when you turn and see. And I, I, I'm glad that I wasn't like. To me, it looked like a lot of guys that were still had only been used to getting under center for a couple of weeks. Yeah, they, it's like. It looked like quarterback the first week of quarterback camp more than it looked like. Right, hey, these are these are third, fourth year guys. This was quarterback camp like week one. It looked like because they didn't they didn't look comfortable under the center quite yet. Yeah, because so not only was it hitting the fullback on the ISO, there was a couple. Of, there was one on a fullback trying to hand it to it as a fullback dive. They fumbled it. There was obviously fumbled snaps. It just so that that obviously was bad. There also there was there had to have been. Seven or eight dropped passes too. I, I, you know, not to to point point out specific people, but like the the, the new tight end from Georgia, yeah. like he he dropped a couple of easy ones, and yeah, eighty nine Eric Albert. Yeah, like those are the things that start standing out to me where I start going like, okay, who's earning our trust, who's not, right? And you know, who's ready to, to who's ready for the moment? And I just I like I noticed like. Oof, you have multiple drops, open drops, like anymore. You just don't see that that often. No, so. and, and again, you don't want to like everything should be prefaced with like it's a spring game. You don't overreact, but you just take it, you chew on it, take it for what it is. It's right? My first like, time seeing it. And, and, and uh, Eric you know? Albert, I don't listen. Like, there's no doubt, and I think even Searles on the call said it. Like, he looks the part. He's a big yeah. looking dude. He moves, but like we've all played with that guy in basketball. Like he, he, you know, that makes a great move. Can't ever finish it. Like, yeah. like he's a big dude. He got open, but he couldn't catch the ball yes. today. So, so and, the overreaction is that he's, you know, does got great hands. We don't know that he knows? actually can catch, maybe he can catch the ball, but like th that's part of like what the spring game is, is it's your first impression of certain people. It's your first time seeing certain people. So like you get positive and you get sort of like, maybe there's more, more to work with, with some guys. Right. So, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, I think what I like the most about it is like, I kind of get my initial impression. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's set in stone. No, it means now he has to catch a few balls and look the part to me before I kind of go, Hey, you're out of my sort of like, I kind of am starting to peg you, you know? Right. right. <laughs> and it's not good to totally, it's not set in stone. It's like, this is just like set yeah. in right. sort of like a wet cement. Things, things can be nice, <laughs> but th things can be what they are. We can, we can simultaneously go this is a spring game it doesn't who you are today it doesn't mean it's who you are for forever no. but at the same time the game happened and we can watch we can assess the game yeah to and so tony gonzalez's first year i watched this you know nfl the nfl you know uh, football life yeah on nfl network and you know his whole first season he had the drops like he couldn't catch a thing his whole first season with the chiefs that's it's amazing yeah. you don't think about the no he like said I he was so lacking confidence he couldn't catch and then the next year he like he just absolutely like honed in found some like maybe just you know he, I think he drilled it drilled it drilled right. it but like and he got confident because he, he got probably, confident yeah. and he became arguably the best tight end to ever play the game right. so like that is where initial when you make an initial assumption it's it, you got to keep in mind that that doesn't necessarily determine anything it just no. means that like this is kind of where somebody's starting from, and it's up to them then to like right. take it to the next level. Right. So when I look at the fumbles, I think a part of it is the live format, and thank, thank you know Matt Rule for that. Part of it also is maybe some guys like I mean this had to have been I'm trying to think. Do you think this was the coldest weather? Now Sims actually was solid, and we'll we'll talk about him. But like 
a lot of these guys, some of these dudes haven't played in in really windy, cold conditions, yeah. you know? Um, but I do think got the quarterbacks need to just get sharper under center. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the big t- – and then just the drops, like, you know, it's not complicated there. You just got to catch the ball. So those are the first two things I wrote down. Anything more at the fumbles? No. Quarterbacks. Uh, let's start with Sims. I like I, – I liked, like, you know, I mean, I, I thought he was – I walked away being like, it's pretty good. Solid. Nothing. Uh, nothing like jumped out like amazing. Like he like he had a couple nice little like short runs through the ball. Nice. Seemed like pretty under control. Um, I don't think he had any turnovers. I don't think so. I thought he was the one dude. I have the stats here. Let's see if I thought he was the one guy that would played a the cleanest game from the quarterback perspective. He nine of 13, 139 yards. And I don't think he fumbled. Yeah, so I I actually expect that from him because he's had real right you know real starts um, in in a major you know major conference game. So um, I, I'm happy to see that though because he was sort of he's been under the microscope for can you play clean Jeff Sims? Like can you play right. clean? Because he that was sort of his his one downside at Georgia Tech was the the amount of turnovers. Right, like yeah. he was throwing the ball away uh, too much. So. I think that was a, a positive for him, just to sort of like baseline. Look, you're kind of one of two that have a good chance of starting, and that that's a step in the right direction for him. I tell you what, I, I just looking at him just just today, the 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 his throwing motion, how he moves, his size. It, it's going to be him and Casey one and two, and you can do a lot worse than having Jeff Sims as your second guy. You're potentially going to throw out there. Agreed. Uh, I was. I thought he threw a better ball than I was anticipating. I was anticipating a superb athlete that is playing quarterback, who's you know you can tell like yeah. maybe isn't as polished of a thrower. Like he's got a nice compact throwing motion. He's got a quick release. He threw a strike to Borkature on the first drive that that gained about thirty some yards. Uh, he. I, I walked away feeling pretty good about him. I'm yeah. not ready to sit there and like declare him the greatest thing of all time, but he was good. He was solid. I, I think solid's a fine place to to yes. finish spring for for Sims. You know, it's going to be a new system, new coaches, new new teammates. So um, I, I was fine with that. I think that's a good place to be. Uh, I think he's got his hands full with Casey Thompson. I, I, I oh, I, I still think he. Casey's I don't know what guy. it is. I, I Casey. I think is just got a case like above the neck right now to me. Casey Thompson's the only quarterback I think I trust. Yeah, right. All these other guys are fine. He's the only guy that's proven to me that I I think he's tough. I think he plays to win, and I think he understands the game. Everybody else has not proven that to me. Right. And so right now that's where for me even after seeing like a solid day by Sims. Casey's still my front runner. Yeah, there, going this is into the fall. And this is how you like because I think this matters. It's how you frame it. Is it a true competition or is it player X's job to lose? In my opinion, it is still Casey Thompson is QB one. In my opinion, not saying that, that there. You can, what do you think the coaches think? Like, if you're Satterfield and Rule, are you? Do you do they have Casey in that position, or do they have? 
some sort of like this is a true even playing field or is Sims sort of like this is kind of our guy? I don't know. That's a great question. I honestly would I would lean towards the last two options you threw out there. I don't think they're approaching it like this is Casey's job and everybody else is just you got to go take it. For, he's got to yeah. lose it. I think my guess is there it's a true competition and they're viewing it completely through that lens, especially when this is their handpicked dude, at least for now. In yeah, Sims. I think that's right. I think and that's they do. Right. It sounds like they do want to run a little bit. And Casey's not immobile. He runs fine. It's just not. He's not going to be like a Sims. Sims is a bigger guy. Right. And stride. even even Heine's a bigger guy than than yeah. Casey is. But I think Casey is mobile enough yeah. to hurt you. He's not going to Taylor Martinez you all over the place. But he's mobile enough to hurt you running the ball. Yeah. Uh, I thought all the other quarterbacks were had just nah days. I thought Harburg was just okay. Harburg ran well enough, or not great, but he ran pretty good. He was just accuracy wise, it didn't seem like it was there today. No, and Torres uh, was kind of like you could tell he was young, but he's got the big arm. It just it didn't look like. I mean, if a couple of his throws were actually okay, that the people dropped, but. Um, just never made the plays. Like right. it, it's two two parts of the puzzle, but you, you know you're judged on can people can you make the play? And if sometimes the receiver catches it, you're at their mercy. And I didn't know, you know, like Harburg had the one where I think the ref rule said afterwards that the ref would have said like the one that they called a fumble and the scoop and score. They said if we'd have looked at that, yeah. we would have been overruled. But you know, rule. Thank God, rules. Like I don't want people sitting through reviews in a spring game. Yeah. Here. <laughs> he, he was like, we're going to treat it like it's 1985, and the call in the field, we're just going with that, which I like. Uh, mm-hmm. but Harburg, I don't know if I think he, his pocket awareness needs some work. Um, he even had the, uh, the, the, see, these are, this is why you do live real games. This is such a good moment from a quarterback. Like one of the biggest things, and I think you and I appreciate things like this amazingly well, like would it would have been Brady in the, in the AFC championship game at Denver where they were going against Von Miller and all those guys. Tom Brady had the most amazing game of not getting sacked. Just, just throwing just, the ball just, so just, quickly. Don't get sacked. Yeah. Okay? Don't get sacked. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he was still throwing strikes, but you know what he didn't do? He didn't take five and six and seven-yard losses. He didn't get sacked. Yeah. I bring that up to, like, the only sequence I wrote down. It, they were, it, it was, like, first and ten. They were inside the red zone. Oh, and Harburg took a sack that was a loss of 16 yards, and it fucking killed the drive because they end up missing a field goal. It's points. Like, you, like it's a play that costs you points. Like, that's the stuff that people don't realize about like quarterback plays. Like, when and where and how you do or don't take sacks yes. is points. That's points. Right. And these, like, it's, there's so much on the quarterbacks, but those are the plays that I think win or lose your games. I, I agree. You, when we talk about – see, this is it. When we talk about how terrible Nebraska's been in one-score games over the course of the last handful of years, and those types of things are like you say them, but then when you get inside of them, like to me, this is it. Like it's that. That is th- at minimum three points. You know, I said a flash. I had a I had a, a bad flash. Oh no! I had a flash of the Noah Vedral fumble against Indiana. Oh man! Oh, that's those. But are those the ones. are what we're talking about. Those are the ones that lose you games and ruin your season. And especially <laughs> in the Big Ten in the Big Ten West for one more year, like points are hard to come by, man. Yeah. You got uh, points. You got to. You have to walk away with three. I mean, one score games. We've learned. 
We've learned the importance of inches now. I think right. the last five years, we, it's the tediousness of our last five years. Me and you, especially, we've done doing uh, this pod. I mean, the amount of one-score games we've dissected and all the little plays and the, like, you know, like we talked about the Vedro play, like that was a missed block. Mm-hmm. We whiffed an assignment, whiffed the block, came in, you know, then we put the ball in the ground. It's like, it's unbelievable to think that's how we win or lose a game, but like that is the difference between winning and losing football sometimes. Yes, yes. I mean, so it's it was inside the red zone, first and ten. Harbor takes a sack, loses sixteen yards. It's now second and twenty six. The next play, he gets his pass tipped at the line of scrimmage. Now it's third and twenty six. He actually they 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 ran a good play. If it was the one on the right pylon that almost was intercepted, but if he'd have put it on the pylon, yeah. it might have been a touchdown. Yeah. But then, then Bleak Road came in, and and it was a forty-six yard field goal into the wind, and he missed it. But those are like we've seen so many one-score losses. That like those are the plays, man. Those That's what the, I'm looking for. I'm looking for guys to not make the the losing play. Right. As much as I want to see people make winning plays, don't make the losing. Yes. So I thought Harburg was was just okay today. Um, Chuba, okay. It kind of looked exactly how he looked in the games he played. It was like he like dropped back. He's always kind of scrambling. Like, seems like yeah, it, yeah. I was just gonna. Say, it's funny. He scrambled like, more than anybody I've seen in in Chuba two stars. Scrambled fifteen or twenty times. Like right now, if you're listening, just close your eyes. Picture Chuba Purdy playing. I bet you pictured him just like scrambling around the pocket. What what is what that? is that? I don't know what it is. It's like he's like a. 1980s movie that like you're late for class or something like that and you're like gotta go and you're running through your yeah, house and oh like no. yeah, it, oh, I'm late you grab like a banana and you're running out the I door mean, like it, that's Chubba Chubba's got two minutes to get I to class know, like is the pocket seeming it never looks like a great pocket when he's there but he is scrambling more than normal so I don't we gotta just maybe I don't know it's just like how are you constantly scrambling all the time I don't know it's just bizarre uh but Chubba you're right Chubba looked like he looked Last year, nothing new. Um, and then I, I, Torres, you got to. I wanted to see him like just rip one deep at some point. Just I want to see deep what post. It, I just wanted to see him like for no reason, even as he was going to throw a ball away, just throw it as far as you can just to show people what you got. It, I tell you what, there's I mean, between Sims, Harburg, Chuba, Torres, Logan Smothers, and Casey Thompson, you're not keeping six scholarship quarterbacks. Some, I mean, I would who's gonna who's go? leaving. Because Chuba's already transferred once, yeah, you know. I don't know tough. how that works now. I know the NCAA has talked about trying to crack down on the second transfer. I mean, I, I would think a guy like Torres is probably. I don't know where Logan Smothers is at, but Smothers might. I mean, here's the thing with Smothers: is he uh, he hasn't got a chance to play, and it's right. like he might become a, a numbers casualty. Yes, where that's you the bad thing because he's you know he's putting his time. You almost think he's maybe earned the right to finish out his career here. Um, so but they got to get to under 80. They got to get to 85 scholarships. That's part of this new NIL situation. This portal situation is like it's more of a numbers crunch than we've ever seen where guys it's the right. fluctuations are bigger and you have to potentially ask certain people to either leave or go off scholarship or something. You right. Know? Like right. that's tough to do. It's really tough when I mean, like our quarterback room, I don't think it's like like, oh, these guys are all like. Like not like they're doing the right things. They're like pretty good. All of them are pretty good. They're like, but they're like they're not. There's not enough separation. Maybe. Well, and and what's amazing is when you list them all out. Casey Thompson was the starter last year. Jeff yeah. Sims 
played at Georgia Tech yeah. and is QB number one during the spring. Heinrich Harburg was Q, QB number two during the spring and was battling Sims. Yeah. You have Chubba, who has started, started. games. You His have brothers Logan a pro. Smothers, yeah. who has started games. You then have Richard Torres, who's young and got a live arm. So you, you so they there's all not have, a great candidate to it like. Is it's not an obvious like. Well, that guy just was a bust, and so he's the he's the one that's out. It's like they're all kind of like have their thing that they're like. Okay, you've proven this a right. little bit, or you've uh, you've got this talent, you know. And so it's like and like like Harburg's an interesting one because he's you could use him somewhere else. Yes, he's a big athlete. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know what I mean? There's not one. an obvious like. Well, clearly you're you're yeah. that guy's got to go. It's like I don't know about that. Yeah, that's that's going to be a like. Is Logan? Would you rather have Logan Smothers or Richard Torres? Like, I don't I don't know. It depends at on what you're point, looking at. We know Smothers can at least go in a game. He had he he had the Iowa game won yeah. until a blocked punt, and then everybody was like, "Yeah, I mean, uh, needed Pampers." You gotta get like you gotta Pampers. Give him that. <laughs> get your Pampers. Hey, hot dog. We're out of Pampers. we're out of runs out. We're out of Valentinos. <laughs> Bring in the Pampers team. Huggies, <laughs> huggies, pull ups. Get your huggies, pull up. Like I take two. We just our punt just got blocked. I would like one. <laughs> I'm about to wet myself. I've seen every game since 1963. Oh, I know a, I know a game when I need a huggies. When I was, no, but, but. I'm getting tired. Call the huggies, man. Oh, God. So I don't know. I don't. It'll be weird. <laughs> the fans just like we we have like one play where it's like it's just one of those momentum turning plays, and the fans always go huggies. I'll take one. Okay, that's when they're like, all right, Great send out the huggies out right there. There's just a guy sitting in the back. He's got he's got his his bag full of huggies. He straps like, he straps on each shoulder. He's got his bag of huggies. Yeah, Greg Sharp's like, all right, fourth down. A chick's gonna be a punting situation. Snap back. Oh, it's blocked. It's blocked. And I was recovering it, and they got it inside the five. <laughs> they got it inside the five. I'm looking down low. There, the Huggies guys are coming oh, out. Oh, Matt no. Davison, I, I tell you, they are, are walking out there with the Huggies. They're handing it out to the North Stadium. This is not good. It doesn't mean what I think it means, does it? Oh, boy. Greg, I've seen this too many times when the guys start <laughs> passing out the Huggies. Not good. But uh, that's pretty much what... <laughs> I don't know how this went from a quarterback discussion to handing out. Oh, Smothers. It was Smothers had the Iowa game one until the, there was a punt yeah. block. Then they brought out the Huggies. Uh. <laughs> and the adult, the, the Depends? For the depends. Grand, for the like, grand, the, the yeah, they, yeah, it's like, Huggies and Depends. I'll like, take some Depends. Eat some Depends. That block punt brought you by Huggies, Pampers, and Depends. We'll take a break. You're listening to Big Red Football here on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else with the quarterbacks? I think that's good. I think we got it. I think we covered it all. Running backs. Um, It's weird. Confidence builders, confidence losers, because I think we know who lost some confidence today. Who Did, lost confidence today? A.J. Allen. A.J. Allen. He went from, like, I don't know. I mean, when he, <laughs> trying to think of a 90s sitcom reference here of someone that, like, Laura Winslow to, you know, with Steve loving her to live when, when I don't got it. <laughs> Myra, Myra, Steve's Steve finally had a girl. Myra was way hotter than Laura. Yeah. I don't know what Steve was tripping. Uh, but yeah, yeah, AJ Allen did not have a good day. And he, and after we had talked about, there was not a lot of talk with him throughout the spring. Gabe Irvin had 
was had risen above both Grant and Allen. Weird running back situation. I would say overall, it's a running back room that has a like a depth, great depth, but I don't know if they have a great player. I think Irvin and, and Grant right now are one A one B probably, I agree. and I don't really know the order. I think. I think Grant is uh, – I think Irvin is solid, but, like, Grant's going to play. Like, you're not keeping Grant off the field. But, like, Irvin – Irvin, to me, looked like – he looks like he's ready to go, I think. I don't yeah, know he's, he's going to – like, I don't know he's great. I think he's I agree. good. I think yes. he's a good player. I think Grant's got, you know, more big play upside. Um, but I think if Irvin can add the, like, dependability guy to go with – to count, you know, to sort of like be the the counterpunch to Grant. I think that's sort of what we got to figure out because Grant's going to play. Yes, but it's it's. Let me make it clear. I didn't do it. Like th- you can do far worse than having a running back room of Gabe Irvin, Anthony Grant, AJ Allen, and Ramir Johnson. Like that's yeah. four guys that that have played that you that I feel comfortable. Like you tell me right now, Nebraska is going to go hand the ball to Gabe Irvin fifteen times at Minnesota. Like yeah. I, I mean. I think he'll do fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, I think Irvin feels more comfortable in, like, I, I remember he played he played in the I formation. Yeah, it, for, in view for Georgia. So like, I think he, um, he's probably he comfortable looked with that like style. he scored he scored in that little like yeah it was a, a power lead and you know he he bounces it breaks it bounces off a tackle gets in the end zone and he's like I was like oh that looked comfortable to him yes very like I think he's gonna be uh, more comfortable in the power formation uh sets where grant i think you know i i don't know grant looked fine in in the normal shot and i wonder with aj allen if he's more of a he's not an eye formation no and so it'll be interesting to see how that room shakes out but that's the truth of like if we're gonna bring in a fullback not every running back feels good in that like that's not what guys like the usually the smaller guys that doesn't lend to them because you kind of have to you got to hit the hole, right? You know what I mean. It's a different. It is. And a you're just going to be running thing. into a a mass of humanity. Yeah, like, but the bigger guys do well with that because you know then they're coming through the hole with a lot of force, right? And a lot of people like, and then you're just getting those three, four yards. Just like that's like old school football, right? right. It's a little less, you know, like I don't know, pace and space or whatever. Yeah, you know, no, I know like, what you. Yeah, boom, right, you know, right. Like, you're you're getting people on edges. You're getting one on ones where you're just you know you you can use your shiftiness more. But um, I think th- this new offense right now is leaning towards uh, playing to Gabe Irvin's strengths. I think AJ he's Allen's the, he's the biggest. Is Gabe the biggest? He's back. the biggest. He's yes. like six one. He's like a real six one. Like long limbs, two hundred fifteen pounds. That's pretty big for a running back. That right. really is. I mean, most running backs are in that you know. 190 to 205 range. And like an AJ Allen, is he 190 pounds? Ramirez, 190. Right. Grant's maybe 200. And Gabe's 215, 220. He's probably 220. Right. Like it's a big difference for running back. But overall, I didn't think any of them had great days. Um, I also don't think there was a lot of room to run. Uh, I didn't see a ton. I didn't see a lot of big play opportunities um, that we'll get to later on here. Uh, but overall, uh, would we say, are we walking out of the spring thinking Gabe Irvin's your RB number one or not is it? Yet, not yet. Cause Grant's still, Grant's got 
he's got a little juice. He's got a little bit of juice. I think, yeah, he's just got to find his find his feel. I think for the offense and the new coaches and right. all that. So. I, well, if if you're handing twenty carries out to somebody at Minnesota, do you feel more comfortable handing those? Just heading in like mentally right now, you're you know you're handing out carries like they're Lloyd Christmas. I can't like, there say you go. I'm not there comfortable you. with Grant. Cause I'm comfortable with Grant. Yeah, he, that's what I'm he, saying. I, I would I say I'd almost choose to, Grant right now. I think it'd be hard to, to choose Irvin over Grant. Just because Grant's done he, it. Yeah, unless Irvin has done, uh, does something in this fall where he separates himself in practice, where it's like, we know. Right. Because right now, if you saw those two today, I think they're equal. It looked equal. Like I agree with Irvin you. Irvin had a nice little touchdown, but Grant had some pretty good runs. But Grant has proven to me he can play. I agree. So Grant, to me, is my guy until Irvin be, proves him wrong. Is, is there a chance A.J. Allen is in the portal? Um, he'd be a candidate. I hope not. I hope I hope not either. I'm just saying, like they're at a hundred plus players. They got to get to 85, and I'd imagine. Listen, the portal's going to open up, and they're they might go get some other people in the portal still. Yeah, but AJ Allen's one that they probably want to sell to stay because Nick, what if Grant and Gabe get hurt? They want a camp, which that stuff happens, right? Like that happens. Like right. you need three running backs, and you know Michael Myers isn't going anywhere. Michael Myers is going to be straight from Jersey. Michael Myers here. ain't going anywhere. I did. I didn't enjoy. He's number fourteen. Jeff Sims is fourteen. I would. There are a couple of moments where I was like, I was a little confused. Yeah, as to, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love. They need to figure. They need to hash that out right now. Um, but yeah, it was overall just a, not a great day from the from the running backs. It was an okay day, which leads me into the other thing with it. Just the, the run game in general between the two teams, at least by my quick math before we got started, between the two teams, seventy one carries, one hundred ninety two yards, two point seven yards per carry. Just wasn't a lot of like. Yeah, I guess that's what I. Th- that's that's and interesting I, to me. That it was that that's like not a great. Oh, that's stat. not good. Yeah. And and then I guess I'll jump back down to the thing. One of the things I wrote down was there were just not a lot of explosive plays. The longest yeah. run from scrimmage was Harburg's first run, twenty three yards. The longest run from a running back was eleven yards by Anthony Grant. You know, it's it's weird now that you're saying this. Like, if you would have asked me my initial hunch, I did, was like, did the defense do great? I've been like, nah. Did the offensive line do pretty good? I said, yeah, they did pretty good. And now that you're saying that, I'm going, did I see that wrong almost? Well, to me, it was. I think naturally, this is me. Your eyes go to the offense when you're watching yeah. these games. It's just eat. It just does. And so anytime any, something wouldn't happen well, I was more apt to give blame to the offense instead of credit to the defense. Yeah. You, I, I walked away. Bear in mind, this was without Ty Robinson, without Luke Reimer, without Nick Henrich. I walked away kind of feeling like, tell you what, you had 71 rushes at you and you only gave up 2.7 yards per carry. Pretty good. That like the stats now that you say it sounds so much better than I think what I came away feeling like I didn't feel like we had a dominant performance on defense, but you're right we didn't give up an explosive play no. not one no on either side of the ball no. right there, there was I mean because the one longest, throw for twenty or thirty right yards the one longest run. catch was Borkacher's first one from Jeff Sims down the right in the middle of the field for thirty eight yards and Billy Kemp had a twenty four yarder. So, so so let's think about that because that tells me in a spring game, 
I mean, I guess it usually favors the defense a little bit more, but like, are we are we lacking weapons on offense? That was that. That's what I was maybe like. You know, it, they would have been like, "What are you getting at here?" The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. I wonder, is again, you don't know, like was it the defense was just pretty good in the right place and they, they didn't allow a lot of leaky yardage yeah. or whatever? Or does Nebraska truthfully got weapons to really hurt you? I, I mean, don't know. Because, I mean, I, I the, the Kemp guy from Virginia looked I like decent. Him. Looked nice. I thought he looked good. Uh, our boy Marcus Washington. Who I laughed out loud. Did, he, like, did I, you see it? I did. Did you see it? I did. Okay, you saw it. I la- I'm, you I know, usually thick. some people are like, you know, laughing. you text someone like, man, LOL, and you're not LOLing. I was laughing you out loud. You saw it, yes. That our guy, Marcus Washington, First catch, got up, and it was almost like he had been listening to us. Just gave the first down. He did, did it. Two did times. you see? Did you see his incomplete pass? Fourth and sh- short, oh, they dro- threw it to him. Yeah, he, he dropped, dropped it, it, and he went like this after he dropped it. I didn't catch the drop. Oh yeah, or I caught. The, I knew it was him that dropped it. I didn't know he stood up and he dropped it. They called incomplete, and he signaled first down after a drop. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's got like a. He doesn't know how to re- like. That's the way he ends each play. I think it's like a. It is like a habit. It's you know, like, he's like Mary Catherine Gallagher, where he puts his hands yeah. underneath his armpits and then sm- like at the end of every play, just signals first down, regardless of the outcome of it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I. But but back to the point. Like he's taking a test in math class, and he's like last problem. <laughs> like literally anything to end. Like first down. He's eating a steak. It's the last bite. He's like, mm, that was good. First, first down. down. Like, <laughs> he kisses a girl. First down. Like, <laughs> you know, girls sometimes they lift up their back, their back uh, foot, <laughs> like smooch back foot lifted. He's yeah, just like He's smooch. Just, first down. First down. First down. Everything he does, anything that happens, he he brushes his teeth. He spits out the first down. That's he Marcus does it Washington all day long. That's all it is. But. Yeah, I didn't know what, because that was one of my main takeaways was like, I'm not seeing a lot of explosive plays here. Now, some there were so many fumbles and short fields and whatever. I, I don't know. I, but longest run was Harburg's. Longest run by a running back was Grant 11 yards. Man, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, I don't want to, again, you, spring uh, games usually favor the defense, but. Right. Right. That, that's a little concerning. I know Fedoni, we didn't really get to see him with any targets. Um, I like Fedoni, though. I'm I mean, we, I'm, still, I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's got skills. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm a little 
I have a little concern that receiver position. I do too. I think we're going to need to potentially uh, who who go find somebody else. That, you know, I don't know who. But the problem is, like, for. who's out there? It, it, it's got to be a portal transfer. But I don't know who who you're going to get. Right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. Either. I don't know what you you, you got to hope for. Like the number four guy at a really good. You know, like you you know, Bama, yeah, right. Ohio State, right? Some like the like, number four guys. Like I want to go get paid. Maybe we got to go pay somebody. I mean, that's right. that's the scenario. Or, or I'm a four guy. I want to go get paid and be a number one or a number two. Yeah, th- that's the that's the only scenario we get somebody good. Because if somebody is just a guy leaving, I mean, they're not good enough to come right. make a difference. Right. So I, yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure with the lack of explosive plays, the way the stats spit out at the end with only 2.7 yards per carry and all that stuff. And and really, I mean, not a lot of. I mean, it was 21 points. Uh, not a lot of points. Um, I didn't know, okay, is this because of Nebraska's lacking some explosive weapons? Is this because actually the defense had a better day than we want to give them credit for? I don't know. I don't know how to sort all that out yet. Def- um, defense wasn't great, but they got people down. They kept it in front of them. Right. Right. I and wanted to add, that was the next thing I wrote down was the defense. Like, I just wanted to get your... Like, I... One of the things that I liked was it just seemed like there was a lot of they're aggressive. There's movement. There's movement. That's the difference that you're probably not even used to. Yeah, like, like I there's was like more it, movement. It's almost uncomfortable. Like, and that's the point I think. Right. So I liked that. I think one of the things we talked about in our spring game preview was like, what's this three three five going to look like? It looked like just a lot. There's a lot of movement. A lot of a, a lot of things going on in the box. Yeah. And I like that. You know, MJ Sherman, big boy from, I think he's from Georgia, blew up. I think he blew play. up Grant on a big play. Um, Which is good because I, I, we, we talked the last pod about confidence. That was one right. of our main themes. And like, I think a guy like that actually has potential and is showing it there. But I think plays like that give guys like that confidence that they can be playmakers. So that was a good thing. A dude making a play, building confidence. Totally agree. And... Other than that, you know what was hard? I don't know about you. I had a hard time, like, I'm, I'm still learning this team. So th- there were so many times guys would make a play, and I'd be like, I'd have to Google. The, I had to get the roster in front of me to know who was who made that play or who missed that tackle or who dropped that pass. Like, Here's what I found interesting. I, I thought, you know, like, okay, let's say this is the f- – the red team was the first string defense, roughly. Roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, and – some of those new guys are on the line. It's like Hut Masher, Judy, and AJ Rollins is a new dude. AJ Rollins. Yeah. So it was like, you know, those guys were kind of the starters. And then they had the Sherman. Um, but like, and I thought those guys did fine. What was weird is the guys I was kind of like most intrigued about was there was three freshmen that were playing real snaps that I was like, God, these guys are. Like the Linehart kid, yep, ninety one, Noonan, Maverick Noonan, seventy five, and uh, Prince Prince Well, yeah, uh, number fifty five, yep. Those guys are high school, yeah, that's amazing. seniors playing out there, doing pretty well, right? So I don't think those guys are going to play this year. I really don't think. I mean, maybe here and there, spot plays. They're probably not going to be like big time like starters to start their careers off. Right. Maybe they can contribute. But like the fact that they're that good that they can kind of play. It's impressive. They're high school seniors. 
I was actually very impressed by that. Just they all seemed like like they could handle being out there and they looked physically pretty good. I was like, God, you guys are you know, you don't look that much different than the guys that are three years old. Right. Usually when a freshman's out there, you can their build is like I can tell that that guy's a freshman or that yeah, guy's just nine, not quite there. Ninety one. You know? Ninety one was playing over the, the, the guards and tackles sometimes. Like it was like, you know, that's a that's a big boy position. He's like a DN. I was like, God, that's pretty good. Well, even uh, the guy that picked off the last pass, Gabe, uh, Gage Stanger, the local Stanger kid, looked like, nice. He 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 played pretty good today. Yeah, you know, and I mean, he's a redshirt freshman, but still, you know, he gets the pick. He got a couple of tackles. Yeah, he he played okay. Now I, again, it's hard, but it's like you're arguably your two best players for sure. I think I think Reimer. Would you agree that Reimer is yeah. like? And then I'd put Henrich right there behind yep. him. Like so, your your most proven D lineman in in Ty Robinson. Yep. Then your two starting linebackers aren't out there, and so it, it lent itself. Did you? Did we you, looked smaller than normal too. Like yeah. we've had a couple of years, we had Stilly and Snacks and Ty Robinson and right and Casey Rogers and and Garrett Nelson. Right. So your line is like, okay, we're pretty big. Right. You know, Henry Trimer, like, we were a pretty big team defensively for a handful of years. And this is the first time I was like, we're a smaller team now. Like, we have guys that are sort of more guys in that sort of 240 to 275 range all along the yeah. lines, right? So there's more of those guys versus like, hey, we got three guys that are like 260 to 293, right. 15. You know, there was. There's a they're a little bit smaller, but there's more movement and speed happening. So it's the trade off of the three three five. Yeah, you're getting more size for speed for sure, and movement for yeah, like for size versatility and for yeah. all the different stuff that you're doing overall. I mean, I thought the defense actually like I walked away like I was anticipating the offense to to kind of rule the day for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. I thought with all, with all the I thought with Henrich and Reimer out and yeah. Robinson out. And then having at least some experience at quarterback and at running back, like I thought the offense would find a way to have a good day. Some of it could have been the conditions too. Um, it was pretty windy out there. It was it was a little chilly out there. Um, but I thought the defense. I walked away feeling okay about. It. I felt okay. I think your stat, like when you were telling me the stats, made me feel like okay, that's a probably a better. Yeah, they did better than I gave them probably credit for. Um, but it's almost a little bit with the offense where. I think it just felt like it was, sl nobody, it was sloppy. Yeah, nobody was really like great. There was no. nobody great on either side of the ball. No, I wouldn't so say. Had, yeah, it's hard to nobody say. Nobody was great or even really good. Everybody was either good or just okay. And even nobody even made an individual spectacular play. Yeah, that's a little concerning too. Like nobody's got the splash. Yeah, I don't know. Like if you had to say the most splashy play of the day was. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I'd felt be like, forcing it. It felt like sort of just like. Felt very. It was vanilla. Meat van and potatoes. Yeah, like game. Nobody's doing anything beyond what kind of is the average. Right. Or like, here's the five yard out and they tackled him, you know. Yes. And then he ran the ISO and they got six. But then they got. You know, it's like nobody right. made the next guy miss and take it. You know, like nobody, you know made a great pass breakup or, you know, sacked the quarterback three times. Like you couldn't block that guy. Right. right? There was none of that. 
And that, so if I did, if like, as we wrap this up, I've got a bunch of other things I want to get to, not a bunch, but a couple of things, but like, that was my, I just, I never felt like there wasn't a lot of splashing and jumping off the TV screen to me. Yeah. And again, anybody that's like, it's, it's one snapshot of a game. We don't, I mean, everybody. Yeah. We take it with a grain of salt, but this is, you know, this is part of the fun. If we just, we like to break it down and go and, through it all. But at the same time, you and I talk about this all the time where you can poo poo what we're talking about if you want, but there's a, there is like, a reality of the good guys usually splash pretty fast. It doesn't take that long before you start seeing who can play. Like it shouldn't be totally disguised in a game. Like you give them enough plays, it should become obvious yes. over time. Right. So first, first spring game under rule, it's going to be is what it is. But yeah, I, I think we got a ways to go before we're going to be a team to be reckoned with. We didn't look like a top 15, top 25 team there. I, like, yeah, it's funny. You're you're probably doing it too. You're watching the game, and they flash the schedule up there, and you kind of go, "Do I see six wins there? It is going to be hard." Based on what I saw today, I'm like, "They're going to have to work to get to six. Minnesota, Colorado after the today gates. feels like it's going to be harder than I would have said even last year. Yes. So I don't know. I think Minnesota, Colorado, we got a ways to go. We got we got a. I think we got to find a portal player or two that, that can help us and you know per, getting Prohaska back Ty Robinson Reimer Henrich are going to be crucial right and then Casey Tom I think Casey I Tom. think Casey you had think. Casey Thompson and everybody else back healthy keep your fingers crossed uh and I think we're a, we're a better team for sure right but I just still don't know like are we a team that's going to beat Colorado Minnesota run our first four games, and then get to Michigan. And hopefully they can do – it's clear, at least today, that they do want to line up in the I formation and run ISOs and and run between the tackles and run the quarterback. Like, I like all of that. Yeah. Now, can you go do it? Is, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, we can't go be Iowa. We can't go be no. Iowa and have no offense and like because our defense is not going to be there yet. But, um, yeah, we got to be able to produce – uh, you got to be able to produce some explosive plays yeah. here or there. Um, overall, I, I do want to j- just read it. I thought Billy Kemp. I thought Billy Kemp looked pretty good. He was quick, looked quick, yeah. solid, sure with the ball. Like good route. Like, you could tell the route running. Yeah, where he's going to be good. He just looked like you're like he knows what he's doing. That's a guy that knows what he's doing. Every third down, just understand the ball's <laughs> probably going <laughs> near that guy. Read one is usually going to be him. Right for sure. For sure. Um, overall, like, I mean, if you do the whole, didn't at the end of primetime, TJ and Berman would hand out game balls. Yeah. I mean, if you had to hand out a game ball, would you hand it to Jeff Sims? Would you hand it like Frank Solich? Frank Solich. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's, let's, well, real quick before we get to Frank Solich, did you like the XFL kickoff? What'd you think of the XFL kickoff? Uh, you're a football purist at heart. So you hate anything. It would have like, made, I would have loved, I would have loved to have been able to do the XFL kickoff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love football. I think I was naturally not very good at kickoff Covering coverage. Kick, it just you, sort of you're a natural football player. Like yeah, you're one of those guys, like but maybe, I wasn't I guess, good past were... like forty yards. So like sixty yards to eighty yards of running and try like it's a it's not really what I was as good at. I would have loved the XFL kickoff. 
do I'm just trying to think of like it does feel like you know the st- statistics bear it out that the most injuries occur in the kickoff as there's continuing to be a crusade to try to make the game safer. You're never going to make it completely oh. safe, but safer. I don't see how you ever get rid of the kickoff. I just don't see how you do it. Onside kicks are are yeah. vital for the chance to steal a game, whatever. But I just the the. Did it, did the XFL cook kickoff look like it would be easier to run a kickoff back or harder to you? I would think easier because it seems like the wave of people like a kickoff is like there's there are, no stack, yeah, there's, there's no layer, no, there's no yeah. layer to it. Like mm. to me, it looked like if you got through the first line, you're gone, aren't you? Or am I tripping? Uh, yeah, it kind of felt like that. It, it felt it, like it was to me. I'm like, I looked at that and I'm like, Phew. I just like that felt like that felt house callish. What what did, what did they do in the XFL if they got to do an onside? I don't know. I was just gonna ask. I I assume they just like you go. We're gonna onside kick it. Like you have to almost like declare it. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know. I I mean today was the first time I'd really seen the XFL. You kick can do off, that. You yeah, know that's, that's fair. Uh, but I was intrigued by that. That would be like a big rule change. That I think I'd actually be like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Like if that's. Rather than I, you cannot eradicate kickoffs, I just don't even know what that like. I just yeah. don't think you can do that. Yeah. Again, for a variety of reasons, most of all, I would almost say most of all is because of the onside kick. Like that has to be a part of football. It, it is. just does. It is. And so I'd be cool with if that's what we're changing kickoffs to, and you have to declare like I am onside kicking it, and now you line up with it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. The Frank Solich moment. Loved it. Very frank. Very. Oh, <laughs> he's just one of those guys, and you played for him. I mean, he's just not. Uh, he's not going to get up there and give you the Al Pacino inches speech. Like he's just not one of those it's guys. Not him. That's, that's not, not him. Not who I mean, he is. That's that's what I almost love about him is like he doesn't want to be that guy. He no. doesn't try to be. Just he is himself, and that's and that's why we love right, him. He went up there. He's like, thanks, Nebraska Cornhuskers. This is. My family and Coach Osborne's here, and let's do thanks, uh, guys. Maybe do one of those Go Big Reds. Uh... <laughs> this is like kind of great. <laughs> I will say, you know, you were always thinking of like, okay, how are they going to honor him? They did the fullback thing to start, which I like. I like, you know, it, I yeah. liked it, and you could tell Frank liked it and Rule like that was a cool moment to do a fullback dive out the gates. It is sad that fullback dives have become like. Can you believe that they did a fullback dive to? You honor. remember the horse and carriage? I mean, seriously. And the fullback dive before that time. <laughs> As fullback dives become that, like, we're going to do something out of the ordinary. I don't know. I feel like in the, the NFL you see him occasionally. Like, like you know, if you got to, like, some teams will get into him where it's like, if it's third and short, they're giving a fullback dive. If right. they trust their fullback, they actually will use it a decent amount. But it's not, like, common on it, second and eight. Right. Right? That's where it used to be, like, you might throw in a fullback dive. But it's amazing to... Just the, the fullback dives become a little, a it's little like a joke like, almost, How about yeah. that? Like what if we ran a fullback dive to like start the tongue game? Tongue in cheek, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, God, really? Um, so they named the locker room after him. I actually love it. It's great. And I don't want to force a take that isn't there, but like it kind of fits Frank to me because the locker room is the essence and heartbeat of a football team and a football program. Like your locker room is everything. 
And that's the stuff people don't see. And to me, Frank embodied that. Yeah. For Nebraska football for 20 years, we know about the T. Frazier's and Coach Osborne and all the frontline people. But it's it's the stuff behind the scenes that really make a football team and a football program. And Frank is one of those guys. And for some reason, I just think it like fits him. You I know? think that, that works right. And I, I don't know if he knew that I don't beforehand. Know but if he didn't know it, I think it, he probably enjoyed it. If he did know it, I think that's probably a reason it's the locker room is because that would be something he would sign off on. Right. Because he's that kind of guy where he doesn't want it to be some fancy yeah, whatever. schmancy yeah, whatever. Like the suite, our, our skybox with all of our top donors are going to be the Frank Solage skybox. It's yeah. like, that is not Frank. No. Okay, he, you know. He, like, that was something I think he'd feel good about. Like the locker room, yeah. you know. So, I thought it was, sometimes you you try to find a way to honor someone you don't quite know how. But that feels like a fitting thing for him, doesn't Frank's it? so great, though. He's a great dad. I mean, I'm just so happy he could. You could tell he was emotional and was like, I could tell when they brought him out there, there was a moment there he was like, yes. I could tell he was, it was like, ooh, he was really feeling. And I, I, I know that it was hard for him. Like, people don't understand. It's like, he was the coach at Lincoln Southeast yes. High School in the 70s. Tom Osborne recruited him from high school to come coach at Nebraska. Think about and that. then he coached some of the greatest runs in the history of college football, takes over his alma mater, and gets fired in a really, like, in a tough situation. It crushed him in a lot of ways. It right? had it, to have. It had to have crushed him. And so for him to be back, it's got to feel like, he's got to be relieved in a way, too, that, like, he can kind of just, like, let the pass go and and, and enjoy being a part of Nebraska football going because that is it's such a big part of him. Right. And I think it's cool that I think Matt Rule has done a really nice job of sometimes and deservedly so because he's he's one of the five greatest college football coaches of all time. Sometimes it's all about Tom Osborne, you know? Yeah. And there are guys like Frank that were integral in in how everything all that success. And it just it's nice for him even for a guy that isn't looking for the credit and looking for the spotlight and looking for the pat on the back it's got to feel good for him to have a moment that he put so much time and work and effort and had so much success in for people to to him to have that moment where people are showering him with praise yeah, it's got to feel cuz he's a guy that doesn't want it and he doesn't get it much cuz he doesn't demand it but it's good for him to have it um, but I was just thinking about this now that you're saying it. It would have been a little weird for him to come back though, because he was coaching for Ohio. Yes. It's so just, you really don't do that when you until you're done. Yes. So maybe it was just the right time. Right. Like it, he needed to be done with Ohio, so that now it's like he, he's got his Ohio thing. But now he can come back to Nebraska, not as the Ohio coach, but as like the coach that used to be the former Nebraska coach and the former Ohio coach. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't. It. They're never. We sit there and go like, ah, oh, why isn't Frank come back? Like they're they're really like, don't bring it back Dana Altman when he's at Oregon. Wait right. till he's done with Oregon, and, and then, then you bring, bring him back. back. And you want to name the quarter after court after him. You want to name something. You know what? Yeah. Whatever. Like not why he's at Oregon. Right. You know, be like, oh, we. I got fellas. I got a week here. Why don't I? I'm gonna run back to Creighton and get honored for my court. We'll come back. You know, like that's just not how. Because his works. mind's on Oregon. Yes. His mind's not. It's like you can't be like sports are weird like that. 
Yes. You're kind of all in or you're all out. Right. And I kind of understand it. Like I love it too. I, I loved uh did you see in the press conference the night before he said there is no he was like I he decla- he verbally said the word curse and said the curse is over. If there is a curse, I don't believe there is one, but if there is a curse, the curse is over. Did that come from us, by the way? I, I don't I don't I, remember the paper talking about the curse as I don't much know. as me heard, and you talked about the curse. I don't know. I, all I care is that the curse is done. Uh, that's what I wanted to say to you. He, he said it. He officially he said, said it. it. The curse, if there is one, it's done. Which is, I repeat, it's Frank Solich said the curse is done. Then it's done. It's a good thing. At least we got it on paper. Right. We There's no more curse. The other thing I loved, <laughs> shout out to the toughest guy on the field today. Eric. Crouch. Well, it, well, okay. He is, you and I are just madly in love with that guy. I mean, he's, his hair, he's just flowing locks. My wife, just, she needs God. to settle down. But, no. Everybody out there, little. I mean, can we talk about uh, Coach Solich's wife was in like a full hoodie, like oh I mean, yeah, yeah. She was, she was, she was, she was cold. Did you see Coach Osborne? He was just in like a red blazer. Yeah, that's a guy that's hunted and fished in cold degrees. Um, I'm a little cold, but I'm okay. You okay? I'm okay. I'm good. You. <laughs> Hang out here a little longer. I'm doing fine. Are you okay? Oh, you you have hypothermia? Are you a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. You have hypothermia? <laughs> Ridiculous how soft you are. But he he just had a blazer on and looked fine. Yeah. I love it was probably felt good for him. It had to feel good for him too to see Frank get you know that's his guy, like because it's I, always him. It's always it's always Tom. Tom getting the recognition, and, I, and you know he doesn't like. No, it. he wants to give it to other people. He's he's happy to see Frank. Right, you could tell he was happy for Frank. Right, it's I just great. thought everything felt great today. Like seeing Trev, it's like Trev, Frank, To on the field. Like every, I was like, yes, this is this feels great. This yeah. feels amazing. I loved the fullback dive to start the game. It was all fantastic. Uh. I don't. Th- I think we hit it all right. We're an hour into this thing. I mean, that's about. I mean, just shout out to Rule for doing that. The way that ga- that game was just, even though it ended up being kind of a nah game. Yeah. Like I appreciated the fact that it was like an attempt at real football. That's all I care about. We we saw some real football. We learned some things. Some, we something. didn't learn big things. Um. So I think that's at least good. I like. I have. I I know this team better. Um. I don't know that I'm more optimistic than I yeah. than I was coming in, but um, I definitely am not like pessimistic. I, I think okay, we got some things to work with, but right, um, yeah, I would say uh, yeah. With it, like, would you say you feel more confident in the team? Like, no, but no. I also am not ready to sit here and say this seems. I don't think be... they're bad either. I don't no. think this is like because a bad. Thing to keep team. in mind, keep in mind, I don't think they had their starting quarterback. And I don't think they had their best defensive player and they're starting two inside linebackers. Yeah, they're three most like the guys that are the team guys, the cohesive leaders of the defense were not there. Like the right. th- the three most important interior pieces were not on the defense and your starting quarterback. So, so and your starting left tackle. And your starting left tackle. Yeah. So you take any spring game and say starting quarterback out your two best linebackers your two best defenders are out your starting left tackles out your most experienced deep interior defensive lineman he's out like that that there's going to be a domino effect in in how yeah. everything looks so uh 
Yeah. I mean, is that does that about do it? Curse is broken. Oh, it feels good. We can move on now to uh, fall <sighs> camp and uh, start fresh. This feels so good. Okay, you want to go to Frank Solich's locker room real quick? Let's, I would love to go Let's in go. There. Let's, let's go. go. Let's head in there. Cornhouse curse. A Heard at Sports Network production.